This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Breakdown, your home for all things Dallas Cowboys news. What up, guys, and welcome to the Big D Breakdown. I'm your host, Larry Lace. On today's episode, we dive into the massive Cowboys blowout win against the Giants, as well as other headlines from around AT&T Stadium. But before we dive into today's headlines, we'd like to remind you, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search the Big D Breakdown. Without further ado, we're first going to mention our three standouts and two duds in the Cowboys' blowout win against the Giants on Sunday. What a difference a year makes. At this same point in 2022, it felt as though the wheels were falling off for the Dallas Cowboys. They were embarrassed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and even lost Dak Prescott to an injury. Sure, they turned things around, even thriving with Cooper Rush on her center. But it was a bleak feeling after one game. Now in 2023, they're flying high after a 40-0 statement win over the New York Giants. Dallas went into MetLife Stadium and completely dominated their divisional rivals. They scored on offense, defense, and special teams, and had the game wrapped up in the second quarter. Now the Cowboys are 1-0 and preparing for a showdown with the New York Jets in Week 2. For us, we can take the time to look back at this one and identify three standouts and two duds from the victory. Starting off with Janai Thomas. Undrafted out of Georgia Tech, Thomas spent his rookie season on the Cowboys practice squad. Now in year two, he was a standout in the preseason, even picking off Trevor Lawrence in their first game against the Jaguars. Thomas then made the 53-man roster, and we saw quickly that he wasn't a bottom-of-the-roster player. Instead, he was on the field often and made his share of plays right out of the gate. After already showing he was great in coverage, even knocking down a pass intended for Darren Waller, Thomas made a momentum-changing play on special teams. New York was stopped in the red zone, and Graham Gano had to attempt a 45-yard field goal, but Thomas jumped in the backfield and blocked the kick. It was recovered by Noah, who ran it back 58 yards for a touchdown to give the Dallas the lead 6-0. Thomas was asked to step up with Donovan Wilson out, as was Marquise Bell. Both played exceptionally well, with Thomas making the splash plays that will be seen on highlight reels. For our first Cowboys dud, Jake Ferguson at tight end. Dallas decided this offseason to let Dalton Schultz walk, which was understandable, a former fourth-round pick, Schultz did become a huge weapon in their offense and was the security blanket for Dak Prescott. But he was also ready to break the bank, and they had to make some tough decisions. In the end, they allowed the Houston Texans the opportunity to pay him more than $9 million. And Dallas went with Jake Ferguson as the starter and drafted Luke Shoemaker in the second round. 
ahead of this game, Prescott was praising Ferguson, saying he was set to have a big season. And number four gave him a chance to make good on that as well by targeting him early and often. Unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of success. On seven targets from Prescott, Ferguson had just two receptions for 11 yards. He also dropped two passes, including one in the red zone, early in the fourth quarter. Dallas wound up scoring on that drive anyway with Kevontae Turpin, taking a handoff and running it in from seven yards out on the very next play, but it wasn't an encouraging start for Ferguson. Having said all that, the passing game really wasn't featured in week one the way we should expect going forward. With their defense and special team scoring, the offense was really just playing it safe and controlling the clock. That means Ferguson will get his chance to redeem himself, and likely will do just that. For our next standout, Micah Parsons. New York started out hot on offense, moving the ball down to the Dallas 8, but that's when things started to fall apart. Facing a manageable third and two, the Giants had to walk it back five yards when Andrew Thomas was called for a false start. In 2022, Thomas wasn't flagged once for a false start, but in this one, he seemed a little jumpy, with Micah Parsons across from him. Thomas tried to get a jump on number 11, and that made it third and seven. On the ensuing play, the ball was snapped past Daniel Jones, and Parsons was credited with the tackle after chasing down the quarterback and touching him while he was down. On the following drive, Parsons got his first sack of the season, breaking through the line on third and ten, pushing them back another ten yards, and forcing a punt. Parsons continued to impact the game, helping force a turnover in the second quarter. With Dallas up 19 to nothing, he was pressuring Jones, who tried to throw the ball away to avoid a sack. That pass, however, ended up being picked off by Stephon Gilmore, giving the ball back with already commanding 19-0 lead. The whole defense was on fire, but it was clear that the attention Parsons commands helped everyone else thrive as well. And our next dud, Peyton Hendershot. On the Cowboys' first drive of the third quarter, they moved right down the field, looking to extend their 26 to nothing lead. At the New York 19, Dak Prescott dropped back on 2nd and 6 and threw an absolute dime to backup tight end Peyton Hendershot. There were defenders in the area, but Prescott put it where only his guy could haul it in, and Hendershot had both hands on the ball. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to haul it in as the pass slipped right through his fingers and hit the turf. Dallas did still go in for a touchdown, but nearly had a major gaffe on the ensuing play. On 3rd and 6, Prescott dumped off a screen pass for Tony Pollard, who gained the first down, but then fumbled the ball. Tyler B. was there to recover, which was the way things went all night for Dallas. Two plays later, Pollard was running the ball in from one yard out to give his team the 33-0 lead, with just over 10 minutes to go. As a rookie in 2022, Hendershot had 11 receptions for 103 yards and two touchdowns. He was hopeful he would get more chances this season with Dalton Schultz in Houston, but was overshadowed by John Stevens Jr. and might have only made it as the third tight end thanks to Stevens being injured in the preseason. Hendershot isn't likely to get many opportunities this year, and this was a golden one that he let slip right through his grasp. And now for our next Cowboy standout. Who's the defense, defensive tackle? It's hard to single out any one player on the defensive line for Dallas because they were all fantastic in week one. 
Daniel Jones never had any time to pass as he was sacked seven times on the night. It could have been more if not for his speed, which allowed him to take off and run to the line of scrimmage, or maybe even gain a yard or two before going down. Either way, he spent the majority of the game picking grass out of his face mask, and it wasn't just the big names that got after him. Sure, it was expected that Micah Parsons would hang out in the backfield as would Demarcus Lawrence, Durant Armstrong, and Dante Fowler Jr., who had six sacks. Also expected to get into the backfield, but one player who wasn't getting much attention heading into this one was Osa Uruiza, the third-year defensive tackle from UCLA. Apologies for butchering his name. Osa had two sacks as a rookie in 2021 and doubled that with four last season against the Giants. He already has half the total he put up in 2022, recording two sacks on Jones. What was most impressive was the versatility he showed. The six foot two, 280 pound rushed from his normal three tech spot, but also moved to the edge more than once and was able to get into the backfield. This defense is deep and talented and that leads to him being forgotten about, but that won't remain the case with a few more games like he had in week one. There were many more standouts that deserve to be praised, including Trayvon Diggs, who forced two turnovers, including the touchdown for Deron Bland, which happened when he drilled Saquon Barkley, causing him to cough, cough up an easy catch. It was a thrilling week one win and should help the team carry some confidence into their home opener next week. Let us know in the comment section below, is there somebody we should have highlighted and that we missed? Let us know. And who makes your studs and duds list? But now on to our next topic. It took the Cowboys' Mike McCarthy one game to do something Kellen Moore never did. The Dallas Cowboys defense is the all the rage after they pitched a shutout on the road against the Giants in front of a national audience. That's not to say Mike McCarthy's offense didn't come ready to play, of course. With the defense tormenting Daniel Jones all night, all the offense had to do was take care of the football. At the end of the day, Dak Prescott authored some commanding drives, and they finished sixth an EPA per play on offense for week one before the Monday night slate. It's only one game, but McCarthy taking over play calling for Kellen Moore is off to a tremendous start. While Moore dazzled in his Chargers debut, McCarthy managed to do something in one game that the former offensive coordinator couldn't or refused to do in 17 games last year. Get Cavante Turpin involved on the offense. The Cowboys' offense was just fine last season under Morris' tutelage, but fans had deserved criticisms for the now Chargers' offensive coordinator. Among them was his refusal to get the dynamic Turpin involved on offense. It's no secret that Dallas' receiver room was an issue last year. Outside of C.D. Lamb, Prescott didn't have a reliable target. With Michael Gallup struggling in his first season back from ACL surgery, Noah Brown finished as wide receiver two, and T.Y. Hilton became a big factor down the stretch after he was signed in December. The offense was literally starving for more playmakers, but Moore wouldn't budge, much to the chagrin of C.D. Lamb. As soon as Moore was let go, McCarthy had Turpin lining up all over the field at training camp. Sure enough, the return specialist was used in a gadget-type role Sunday night and finished with five touches, three carries, and two catches for 25 yards and a touchdown. Not using Turpin on offense wasn't the downfall of the Cowboys' offense in 2022, but it speaks volumes about McCarthy's creativity and eye for talent that it took all of one game for Turpin to assume an offensive role. 
Turpin won't see much volume week to week, but his presence represents another dynamic for opposing teams to game plan for, when they already have to account for Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Pollard, and Gallup, among others. That'll only make things easier for Dak Prescott. Is that not the top priority of the individual in charge of calling plays? Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. And of course, give us a thumbs up if you like our videos. Subscribe to the channel, hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And now on to five takeaways from the Cowboys week one beatdown of the New York Giants. Despite trepidation from fans heading into week one, the Dallas Cowboys rolled over the New York Giants on Sunday night football. This one was all but settled by halftime as the Cowboys opened up a 26 to nothing lead after two quarters, thanks to touchdowns of the special teams and defensive variety in the first quarter. Despite rainy conditions, the offense did its part. Dak Prescott took care of the football and would have had a touchdown or two if not for a couple of drops in the red zone. But Tony Pollard got the job done with two short touchdown runs. When the dust settled from MetLife Stadium, the Cowboys won 40 to nothing for their biggest shutout win in franchise history. We could ramble on for hours about the performance, so let's just jump right into our biggest takeaways from the win. Number five. Just wait until the offense gets going. The Cowboys put up a 40-piece and Dak Prescott didn't even throw for 150 yards. He only completed 13 passes and no Dallas pass catcher not named C.D. Lamb had more than 30 yards receiving. Prescott admittedly was off on some throws. He missed Lamb high in the end zone, but the conditions weren't conducive to a prolific serial attack. Or aerial attack, excuse me. By all accounts, though, the quarterback looked more comfortable and decisive with head coach Mike McCarthy calling plays. Now that's the most important thing. Prescott and company face a stiff test against the talented Jets defense at Week 2. But it's downright scary that Dallas won by five touchdowns and the offense hasn't kicked it into high gear. Heck, they had things in cruise control for most of the game with the defense turning in a performance for the ages. Number four, trades for veterans were a thing of beauty. Training camp foreshadowed the impacts Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks would have on the 2023 Cowboys, and Sunday was a continuation of that. Cooks, unfortunately, wasn't asked to do much, but he drew a pass interference penalty on rookie corner Trey Hawkins. It was a 37-yard gain on third and 12. Cooks' experience and veteran savvy made it happen, and Dallas moved the chains. He only had two catches for 22 yards, but big games are ahead for the 29-year-old. Gilmore, meanwhile, was one of myriad standouts on the defensive side of the ball. It took him less than 20 minutes of game time to notch his first Cowboys interception. He made a great break on the ball as Daniel Jones drifted to the sideline and managed to cradle the ball before he could graze the turf. Tony Pollard scored a touchdown on the ensuing drive to give Dallas a 26-0 advantage to put another nail in the Giants' coffin. Gilmore finished with, with the interception and three passes defended. He's going to feast against team secondary receivers all season. Cowboys fans can get used to Gilmore and Cooks making winning plays on a weekly basis and to think they were had for two fifth-round picks and a six-rounder. Number three, Tyron Smith, Smith turned back the clock. Don't worry, we knocked on wood. It's one game, but Tyron Smith... Looked like the Tyron Smith of old. Prescott wasn't sacked and hardly faced any pressure. That's obviously a testament to the entire offensive line, including Chuma and Doga, who filled in admirably at left guard for the injured Tyler Smith. 
with the Elder Smith as the group's biggest wild card. Making his first start at LT since the 2021 playoff to loss to the 49ers, Smith held Giants pass rusher Kayvon in check. He looked the part of a legit edge, and Smith didn't allow him to record a single pressure. Not bad for an OT who was giving up 10 years in age to Kayvon. This is the version of Smith the Cowboys get all season. All of the concerns fans had about the offensive line will fall by the wayside. Number two. Apologies for butchering this name again. Gianni Thomas and Marquise Bell earned more playing time. Look, we'd give a game ball to every defensive player if we could, but Thomas and Bell were paramount to the Cowboys' sh shutout. Thomas set the tone early and came up with some huge stops against the run that looked like possible big gainers. It was also Thomas's blocked field goal that opened the scoring and took the air out of a ravenous MetLife Stadium. And he delivered a crucial block on Graham Gano on the scoop and score. It was a dream NFL debut for Thomas. But Bell might have one-upped his teammate. The second-year defender led Dallas with eight tackles, which included blowing up a Saquon Barkley run on third down for a seven-yard loss. Whenever there was a play to be made in the box, it felt like Bell was right in the thick of it. The Cowboys' pass rush will get most of the credit for Sunday's performance, but Bell was immense in the second level of the defense. Dan Quinn has to find a way to get both Thomas and Bell on the field moving forward, even when Donovan Wilson returns from his calf injury. Number one, the Cowboys have the best defense in the NFL. The 49ers put on a show on the road against the Steelers on Sunday, but they didn't look this dominant. Regardless, it's clear that the Cowboys and 49ers will fight tooth and nail for the NFL's premier defense this season. Dan Quinn's group didn't give the Giants an inch on Sunday night. Daniel Jones had well under 100 passing yards before garbage time. Saquon Barkley's impact was minimal after the opening drive and the pass rush racked up seven sacks. Sack barrage notwithstanding, Jones had zero time to go through his reads, and when he did, the Cowboys' secondary was up to the task. Trayvon Diggs forced two turnovers with a massive hit and textbook strip tackle, whilst Vaughn Gilmore record recorded an interception. Jaron Kearse kept Darren Waller in check, and Malik Hooker made multiple big tackles flying in from safety. Until proven otherwise, Dallas has the NFL's best defense. So, is there a takeaway that we missed? Let us know in the your, let us know in the comments section below. Give us your take. And now on to our next topic. The Cowboys showed that they belong atop the NFC East with their 40-0 beatdown of the Giants. The NFC East put three teams in the playoffs last season, and by Sunday night, the Cowboys knew they were playing to keep pace with one of them, as the Eagles won to start the season 1-0. On the road against the third playoff team from the division, the Cowboys made one of the loudest statements of Week 1, surging to a 16-0 lead behind a special teams touchdown, field goal and defensive touchdown en route to a 40 to nothing beatdown of rival New York Giants. The Cowboys were missing starting left guard Tyler Smith, safety Donovan Wilson, and cornerback Jordan Lewis on a rainy night in New Jersey, but still made this a miserable season opener for the home team, earning Dan Quinn's first shutout in his third season as defensive coordinator. It was the most lopsided win for the Cowboys over the Giants since 1966. 
Also a season opener, Dallas won at home 52-7. The attention to detail by the Cowboys to not lose focus in a blowout and play to the championship standard McCarthy has worked to build was on full display. With the Cowboys taking the ball away three times to tie for the league lead after a week, the Cowboys were the best team in the NFL in this area that the last two seasons. They not only took the ball away from Daniel Jones, but sacking him seven times in a game they dominated in every way possible. Thomas is yet another player seeing the benefit of having a year in coin system, making the year two jump to mix in seamlessly with the experienced safeties and linebackers Dallas has in the back seven. With J.R.N. Kearse playing less of his box role and more in man coverage against Giants Waller, Thomas stepped up into this role and defended the run well while showing off range and athleticism in coverage. New York's offense was far from the first one that was left confused, and a step behind the looks Dallas can draw up with so much fluidity between linebackers and safeties. But a player like Thomas being ready for a big role in this week one divisional game is beyond even the highest expectations for a dominant Cowboys defense this season. That is all we have for this episode of the Big D Breakdown. As always, give us a thumbs up if you like our video, subscribe to the channel. And of course, you can support the channel by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash the big D. And of course, uh, Dallas Cowboys are facing off against Zach Wilson and the New York Jets on Sunday at AT&T Stadium. Be sure to tune in and check out that game. If you got any comments on the topics we covered, let us know in the comments section below. As always, we'll see you next time. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Cinema Gold Show. If you want to see more content, just click right here. And of course, subscribe to the channel. You can hit right there. We'll see you next time on the Cinema Gold Show. It's been the Big D Breakdown with your host, Larry Lees. Thank you for listening and watching. Follow us on social media at Big D Breakdown on Twitter, Facebook, New Big D Breakdown, and on Instagram. Just search the Big D Breakdown. 
Thank you for joining us. See you next time.